had some he had some things that he did that were uh, traditional, and one of them was he went to church on the Sabbath. Amen. And Sundays are Sabbath, so I'm not going to argue with the <laughs> theologians out there that think. Okay, stop there. Let's open our Bibles to Third John two. That's where we've been talking about on Fridays. We'll just start there on Sunday. How about that? Glory to God. God's a good God, isn't He? He's doing good things. Amen? How many people in here is he doing good things for? If I don't see every hand, somebody just missed it. He's doing good things for every person. Amen? Because that's all he can do. If God's doing anything, it's a good thing. Amen? Because that's all he does. Amen? Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. Glory to God. That's, it's good to know that, one, that God's heart is that we prosper and be in health. But his biggest part of his heart is that we do it as our soul prospers. Amen. It's not, it's not just prosperity. You know, our, and like I've said on Friday night several times, when I first started looking at this verse, I was in a place that I needed some money. Not, I, I, needed, I needed some help. I was in bad shape. I would have had to get a 20-foot extension ladder to get my eyes above water to, to even see where I was. I was so far over my head. It was unbelievable. And so I saw this as my way out. This was a way, this was a, way, a means to an end for me. It wasn't, it wasn't a serve God verse, which is what this verse is about. It's about serving God. It's totally about serving God because... He wants you to prosper so that you can prosper. He wants your soul to... You must be prosperous before you can prosper. You must, right? God doesn't ask us to do things that He doesn't give us the ability to do. So what He wants... He wants you to prosper. So He says, I'll make you prosperous. Right? And the way He makes you prosperous is He makes your soul prosperous. He fills you with Him. He fills you with love and ability to do the things. I didn't prosper until I began to do the things that he wanted me to do till his desires became my desires. Right. Amen? And that's when I began to prosper. Now, before that, I wanted to look prosperous. Right? <laughs> right? So, you know, people in church can understand this because sometimes you come to church and you don't feel very Christian-y. <laughs> right? But so you put on your church smile. Right? Uh, your church smile, and you sing your church songs. Yeah, it's kind of weird because if you just go through the whole service like that, you'll walk out, and the minute you get in your car, go. <laughs> Why? Because you didn't get anything because you came in, right, and you didn't begin to prosper. You must begin to prosper. You must, you must, you must yield to the prosperity inside you and begin to prosper within and then back out of you. Because that's what he's desiring. Because I remember I did everything to look prosperous. When I was hurting so bad, because I was prideful, right? And this was, this was early 90s, late 80s. Man, I had one of them big cell phones, and I made sure everybody saw it. Why? Because that was prosperous, right? I wanted to look prosperous. I want, you know, you, you, you drove a nice car that you shouldn't be in, right? Because <laughs> you paid too much for it, and your payments were higher than you could make. Right, and you were you were using credit cards 
to pay for that for to pay for that debt, making a debt you couldn't pay. Right? But man, did I look prosperous. Glory, man. I, people came in. That Dave's doing good. Owns his own business. Uh, he's got a nice car. Pretty wife. He's he's doing good. Dave was doing horrible. <laughs> not only was I not prospering and making it look like I was, right? I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't getting better because I wasn't seeking first God. I, I didn't have Him in the right place to prosper because I wasn't seeking God. I was seeking. I wasn't seeking the giver. I was seeking the gift. Amen. And see, God wants to give you everything. He gives you that ability. He, you know, even like if, if, you, if you're, he doesn't ask you to get healed. He said, I'll heal you, and then you receive it. Right? He doesn't ask you to do righteous. He says, I'll make you righteous so you can do righteous. Amen? He, he, he's a good God. And, and see, when we act like something that we're not, right? Now, I could cluck right now. Right? I could cluck. And I could act like a chicken, right? I, I could do all kinds of things, but I ain't laying no eggs. <laughs> Why? Because I ain't a chicken. And it don't matter how much I walk around here making chicken noises, scratch at the ground, peck and eat seed. It doesn't matter. I'm not a chicken. Amen? See, but God makes you what you are so that you can be that. He makes you righteous. He makes you whole. He makes you well. He gives us the ability inside of us to prosper. So what he does is he says, let me give you prosperity so that you might prosper. Amen? Let me give you healing so that you might be well. Glory to God. Because he doesn't, you, you don't get these things after that. You know, so we're, we're trying, we've got too many people that are trying to do righteousness to be righteous. That's works. You can't do righteousness. You can be righteous, right? We're all righteous through the blood of Jesus. He's our righteousness. But now because of that, that's an enabling inside us to do righteous works. Amen? Not, not so that we can gain righteousness anymore. There's too many, there's too many times where in, we're doing churchy things, but we're trying to get something from God. When he's saying, let me give you something so you can have that. Because without what he puts in you, you can't have it anyway. But when he puts it in us, we can have the things that he's given to us. We can have prosperity once we begin to be prosperous. Amen? And, and, prosper, and prospering in, in God is so much more, right? Because what God says, you say, Lord, I need help with my finances. He says... I need you to minister to people. But, but Lord, if you just get my finances so I didn't have to think about those, then I could minister to people. He said, no, I need you to minister to people. And he doesn't say anything about your finances. He says, I need you to minister to people. See, God, God, God doesn't tell us. He, he's, he's the Father, and He knows the answers. And if we'll listen to Him, He'll take us to the places and put us in the positions to succeed. Amen? Success is true prosperity. And, and he'll put you in a position at all times to succeed. But, but we have to be the ones that, that, take that, to, that take that to that level. We have to yield ourselves to what he wants for us rather than what we think we need. Amen? We begin to do things out of necessity rather than 
out of willingness, right? Or out of love. Because the reason all Christians want to do things, react to anything, or not, or, or not react to something has got to be love. Our motivation has to be what his motivation was. And, and our motivation to act or react to any situation must be motivated by love. When it's motivated by love, then the answers come. They, well, how do they come? They come from, from the inside out rather than from appearances, right? Because, see, when you look at appearances, you're looking to, to see something happen, right? It's like when you're, when you're believing for God for healing. You're looking, if you start looking for healing, then you've already missed it, right? What you do is receive what he's already done. It's the same, it's the same thing as salvation. You receive the work of the cross. You receive the work of redemption. And th- by receiving that, you become healed. And then your body has to line up and be well. Amen? And as we receive those things, and that's what had to happen for me. I had to receive prosperity in me before I could prosper. Amen? And when we receive these things inside ourselves, then we have the ability. But when we begin to act, right, when we begin to act, and, and you know, we've all been caught doing this, you know, uh, you know we, and there's a lot of people who have a churchy face, right? They have the churchy acts, they have, but, but what's going on at home is different. That's okay. Until today. <laughs> right? Now it's, now it's time to change because now you know you can change. Now you know God is enabling you to, to think and see and do everything that he would have you do rather than what you think would ha- need to happen. See, what I thought needed to happen was I needed to listen to every message I could on prosperity. I needed to know every verse I could about God making me rich. Right? And I needed to quote them to everybody that would listen to them and let them think how well I was doing. Right? And and basically live a lie. (laughs) You guys still here? We don't want to live a lie. Right? Because we want to walk in the truth. If you're living a lie, you're, you're missing the truth. The truth will make you free. A lie will let it appear like you are while you're still bound up all the time. Amen? But, but God makes us free so that we can live free. Amen? And so, so we, want, we want to follow God in all things and, and seek His will for our life. And as we do, He creates in us the abilities that we need to do what He would have us to do. And, and through that, we gain the prosperity of God. Why? You, you can't handle money until you have His prosperity. Because money's not prosperity, right? Money's a byproduct way down the line of prosperity. Prosperity is the peace of God, the joy of God, the, the desire of God in you to do things. It's the enablement of God to, to be something that somebody needed at the moment they needed it. Amen? That's true prosperity. You, you could get $1,000 or, or lead someone to Christ. What would you do? Now, see, when I was seeking prosperity, I'd have said, well, Lord, let me get the $1,000, and then I'll, can I still lead Christ? He said, no, because you put the $1,000 ahead of me. Right? And, and when we do that in our, in our lives, you know, it's like somebody comes down, and, and you know, the, everybody says, well, 
If you're ashamed of me before men, uh, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father, so you need to come forward. Yeah, you need to come forward and not be ashamed, but you need to be not be ashamed when you walk out these doors. Amen? That's, that's when people are going are gonna to say things and do things that cause you to, to deny or not deny the goodness of God, to deny or, or not act like I, I'm, a, I'm ashamed to be associated with those faith people. Right? <laughs> right? You ever seen people that are ashamed? Um, yeah, I know them. They came to my house. And I, don't, I don't really like them, but, but I know them. No, we need to stand up boldly and proclaim everywhere how good God is. It should regularly come out of our mouth when somebody tells us about something good that happened, even if they don't know Christ, say, glory to God. Why? Because if something good happened, it was God. Right? It doesn't matter if they're serving God or not. If something good happened, if something that ministered to somebody's life happened, it was God. Amen? Amen? There's no good things happening in this earth that are not God, right? People say, I'm not doing it for God. If you, you're not doing anything good. You may be doing something for your own benefit. You may be doing something so you can get your name on a basketball court. I don't know. But you're not doing it for God. Amen? And so, so we, we want to realize that the good things that are happening, and when somebody, if, when we hear it, doesn't matter if you're at work, doesn't matter if it, you're... you're I know sometimes our waitress will come and she'll, they'll start, we, we tend to talk to our waitresses and get to know them because we're weird that way. God's enabled us to love. How about that? And so they may tell us, no telling what they'll tell us, and they tell us a good time, glory to God. Or if they tell us something bad, you know, we're going to believe the Lord's going to help you. Why? Why? Because we're not going to back off of how good God is when we get outside these doors. Our witness is outside these doors. It's easy to raise your hands and praise God and clap and in church. And if, if we don't in church, we're not going to be very well practiced outside of church. Amen? Because it, we're designed. We're designed. We're created, recreated in Christ Jesus to good works. And, and, right, and right, your good works aren't going to happen all here. You could do some good works in church and serving in the body of Christ and serving in the church. That's good. Good place to start. But outside here, that's where people are dying and going to hell. Right? Very rarely in this, in this building do we say, raise your hand if you don't know Jesus Christ and you have very many hands go up. Why? Because when I wasn't serving God, I didn't go to church. <laughs> Fact is, when I wasn't serving God, I stayed about as far away from church as I possibly could. Right? Because the minute I got up near one, I, I felt con- condemnation. It was me. Right? Or conviction. And then I didn't want to change. Right? <laughs> so we, we don't want to do that. But, but when we're outside these doors, when we leave here, that's, what, that's what's so important about us having God in our life. Right? If in your home, inside your home, God leading you as a parent on how to, how to react to your children and what to say to them and how to be an example to them and, and for your children to know that God's not a taskmaster but a good God who loves them and somebody for them to find, right? Somebody for them that they, that they want to serve someday, not somebody that they've heard about a good image but they've never seen the good image at home, right? And, and the good image doesn't come with a bunch of money. <laughs> 
the good image comes with God in your heart. If you, if you got God in your heart, your kids see that. If you love the Lord, your kids have something to follow, right? A good leader is not somebody who leads. It's somebody worthy to be followed, right? Jesus was worthy to be followed. He didn't come up and say, let me lead you, right? Never, Jesus never said, come let me lead you. No, he said, follow me. And then he walked. And why did people follow? Because he was worthy to be followed. Amen. He was worthy to be followed. He was the leader of all leaders. Amen. But, but God does that. He puts the ability in you and then he says, go do it. He doesn't say go do it until you get the ability. When, when was David made king? Years before he was actually the king. Right? But he was made the king well before that happened. You were made whole well before healing, before you saw healing. 2,000 and some years ago, you were made whole by the stripes on Jesus' back. Today is the day of salvation, healing. Today, if you're sick in this room, take it. Grab hold of it. It's yours. Amen? You are the healed. You're not trying to get to be the healed. You be the healed now. Amen? It's a good thing to be. Well, we hadn't even got to our second verse yet, have we? <laughs> Whoo, boy. We, we, we don't want to put on an act. There, there's more to it than, than acting like a Christian. If you, act, you can't act like a Christian and do the works of Christ. You have to be a child of God to do the works of God. Amen? That, that's what he's created. Because when, you, when we be the child of God, we now take on his characteristics. He, now, he puts all of his enablements in us through Jesus, right? right? For God so loved the world that he gave. What did he do? He gave. He ministered. That word give, gave in that verse means to minister to. He ministered Jesus to the world, right? You know, you can do a lot of things. You can say, I gave him this. You can say, here. Well, I gave him that, right? It's kind of like, I told you I loved you, didn't I? <laughs> That's a one form of giving, I guess, right? Or there's ministering a gift to somebody. There's giving them something that through love, right? When you stop and you say, man, I got it so strong in my heart that you need this today and that God's giving it because he loves you and he wants to see you succeed. And now you've ministered that. Brother Moore told me, Several months ago, we were able to to do some stuff for one of uh, p- different people in our family, and Brother Moore said, "Take the time to minister that gift to them." And, and, and there's a difference between giving something and ministering something, because in our eyes, giving is just there you go, right? right. Ministering something is has eternal value because now you've added the love of God to it. Yeah. It's not just $100 to pay your utility bill. It's $100 because God loved you so much that today he heard your prayer and he he told me to come over and do this because it's from him, not me. He worked through me, but it wasn't me. Amen? And he, he, what was it? It was his love. And and, and it ministered the gift. And you know, when Brother Moore said that, I don't know that I quite understood and, I don't, and I'm going to understand more as I go but I see there's so much value because the gift is only as valuable as the person that receives it at that point and if you give it in love now they can receive it in love 
And if they can receive it in the same love that it was given, it will have infinite value. If they just receive it like, okay, it met that need. It was a means to an end. What if God would have given me all that I needed at the moment I was asking for prosperity? I wouldn't be here today. There's, there, well, let me rephrase that. There's a very good chance I wouldn't be here today because I wasn't seeking God, so I would not have found God. I would have found money to fix my problem. But when God ministered the love to me, what he did was he said, he said, do this. And I did it, and I, could, and I felt his love being ministered in me and through me, and it changed my life. It changed. I was no longer looking for money. If that never happened, I didn't care because I was so caught up in his heart now, so caught up in his desire to do the things that he wanted. Amen? Is it hot in here or me? Yeah. I know I'm preaching, but I don't normally get hot. So I normally sweat, but I don't get hot. So if that turned down a little bit, it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't bother some of you. So there we go. Amen. Look at Matthew 19. Matthew 19, 16. The story of the rich young ruler. And, of course, he runs up to him and says, One came to him and says, Good master. And then he says this. He says, What good thing. And what, what good thing means what beneficial, right? Not, not just a good work. What, what, what beneficial thing do I need to do, right, to, to, to inherit eternal life, that I may have eternal life? What, what, do I, what, what, what beneficial thing? I, not, not just, you know, a lot of people look at that word good and they say, you know, do I need to go to church more? And that's what he thought he was saying, right? I need to go to church more. I need to pray more. What do, what do I need to do to have eternal life? And see, that's the works mentality that we grow up with, right? Because, you know, we, we wait. If you wait till your child does something good to call them good, you're too late. You're too late. He, he was a good child before he did something good. Amen? It's kind of like calling yourself a sinner after you're saved. You know, and people say, well, before I was saved, I really wasn't that bad a person. You didn't have to be good or bad. You were a sinner. You were born a sinner, right? It, it wasn't going to change until you changed it with a decision for Christ that God changed for you 2,000 and some years ago, right? He put the enablement in place for you to change, to be born again, Amen? And when he did that, now you can be born again and you cannot be a sinner anymore. People say, well, what if I mess up and sin? You're still not a sinner anymore because you've, ta- you've taken yourself out of that class. Now, if you still desire to sin, you need to check. Right? It's kind of like somebody asked me one time, I said, do you need to be baptized to be saved? I said, no, you need to be saved. And then you should want to be baptized. It's identification with Christ. Why would you not want to be baptized is my point there. Right? You're now doing exactly spiritually what the Jewish people did physically. It's circumcision of the heart. It identifies you with the very God you've yielded yourself to through Christ. It says, I'm his. Amen? And you stand up and you go into the water and you're raised again to newness of life. Why would you not want to get... And And again, I'm not saying you have to be baptized to be saved. But you want to be saved. If you're saved, you'll want to be baptized. Right? 
And so, so how did I get off on all this? We've got to get back to where we were, don't we? And behold, one came to a good, good works. That's, that's how we got off on it. Because we're trying to do good to be good instead of be good to do good. Right? If we'll be good, how he, crea- how he recreated us in salvation, you're good. You've been saved? You're good. You're good. Now you can do good. Before, you couldn't. Right? No matter how hard you tried, you couldn't do good because you didn't know God. Jesus said it right after this guy because he said good master. And Jesus said, there's only one good. It's God. Right? That's, that's the good. And, and so he says, he says, what good can I do that I might, inherit etern- that I might get eternal life? And, and Jesus, and we'll skip a couple of verses. Jesus in verse uh, 21. Cause, well, Jesus, and Jesus asked him. You know, I'll, I'll paraphrase the rest. So Jesus says, "You know the you know the commandments, right? Don't don't kill, steal, honor your father and mother." And, and man, he was happy. Why? Because he thought he'd already done it. What do you think he already done? He'd done the work, right? He had done what it takes to get to heaven. And and, and Jesus said, "Well, you lack one thing." Well, what does he lack? He lacks one thing, the first thing, right? All those works meant nothing without this. He said. He said, if you'll be perfect, and that word means complete, if, if you'll be complete, if you'll be whole, if, if you'll be, if you want your good, if you want what you're doing to be good then, then, and, and be perfect, then go sell what you have. What's he saying? He's saying, this is in your way, right? And I need you to minister to people. That's what he told me. He said, I need you to minister to people. And that's what he told him. Go sell what you have and give. And that word give means minister. He said, I need you to minister to people. I need you to minister to the poor. Amen? Why, why did he need him to minister? He was rich. And, and what's he saying? He said, you need to give all you have. To, no, he said, give. Minister to the poor. Don't just give them money. Minister to them. See, that's not what God's asking you to do when he says go help somebody. He wants you to minister his love to them and it may be with a cash. It may be with a hug. It may be with, with some counsel. It may be with a lot of things. But it's a ministry. It is not, right? It's not liquidating and, and okay, here, sold that. There you go. See you. Why? Because you're sad now, right? And he didn't even do it and he was sad. But if he'd have done it, he'd have been even sadder if he did it with the wrong heart. Right? Because it's not, you've got to be a giver before you can give. Yeah. He could not do it because he did not become a giver. You cannot give without being a giver. You won't do it right. Right? I can't lay eggs unless I'm a chicken. I won't do it right. Right? It, it's the chicken and egg thing. You know who what come first? The chicken. Right? The giver came before the giving. God is the original giver. He gave Jesus Christ. He gave everything. He is the original giver. He came before giving ever. He gave because of who He was. When we give because of who we are rather than because of what we want, right? Then God can make all grace abound. 
Why? Because you gave because of who you were, not because of what you wanted. Amen? Not because of what you needed. Because when you give because of what you needed, then, then you're not in faith, first of all. Right? People, people say, I got to get in faith. I got to get in faith. <laughs> yeah, you do. Before You don't do actions to prove you're in faith. You get in faith, and then God gives you the action. If you're in faith, and God tells you to offer your, your only son on a rock, then, right, and stab him, you don't even think about it. Why? You were in faith before he asked you that no matter what, God had said this, and because he said this, this had to happen. So no matter what happened here today, Isaac was going to be here tomorrow. Amen? Because that's the God we serve. He, he's, he's, he's a before God. He, he wants you to be a giver, right, so that you can give. So he said, let me let, me let you be born again like me. Be born again as my sons and daughters. And then you have my character, my DNA running in you. And what's his DNA? Love. The very, God is love. Right? He doesn't have love. He is love. And because he is love, he has love. And now you are love. Right? You don't have love. You are love. But we need to begin to react because of we are love. We be love. So now we can do things that we couldn't do before we did. And that's what Jesus was trying to say this. I need you to be love. I need you to minister to the very people who need it the most because you know, you know the blessing of God. He was blessed because he did the things in the law. And there was a blessing for it. And he was blessed by it. But he said, I need you to know my heart so that you can minister love to these people, not just business amen and and that's what he's that's what he would say to us nothing and, and, and he's not saying I, I need your hearts what he's saying because without your heart it's all an act without your heart it's all an act and, and i can't make it an act i want it to be real amen when it when it's just an act it has no eternal value why because if you're just acting then you become who you were when you stop acting Right? Like when you see somebody on TV and they look like they're a great husband and then you go read about them, what they really are, and they've been divorced 18 times. Right? And they don't know their kids' names. Why? Because they've been divorced 18 times and they didn't care about their kids when they had them. Right? It's acting. You can act like anything for a minute. But eventually, if it's only acting, it'll come out. If you're only acting like you're in faith, if you're only acting like you love God, if you're only acting churchy in church, then, then it'll show somewhere else, right? Because when you quit acting, who you are will come out, right? And, and that's not what we want to do. We want to not act. We want to be, right? Remember what we talked about uh, it was last Friday? So don't, don't do random acts of kindness. Be kind. And then you'll just do random acts all the time because you're kind. You won't, you won't even call them random acts of kindness because when you're kind, you don't even... Oh, look how kind I am. Huh? You never do that if you're kind because you're just kind. Right? It, you know, it, it, it's... It, we, we, when, when we have to be seen to, to be, and be noticed 
to, to let people know who we are, then we're acting. But when we're just that way, you know, when somebody says, man, he's just happy all the time, right? He is. Well, that's great. Why? Because God's made him glad. He has made him glad. He's not looking for an outside source to, to make him happy, to get him happy, because he's been made happy. He's been made glad. And when you've been made glad, you can get glad when you got your sad pants on. Right? It don't matter. Glory to God. But, but when we begin to do things because we have to, right? Service. If you're on a team and you, and you come in and, and you feel like, man, this, I don't feel like doing this today, but I got to. No. Just tweak your heart really quick. Realize you get to. You've been enabled by the Holy Spirit and by the grace of God to do whatever you're doing in the church today. Amen? And, and because of that, you can minister your gift to, the, to, the, to whoever you're around or to whoever you're to minister to. If you're an usher, you can minister your gift of ushery, whatever it's called, ushing, right? <laughs> whatever you do, if you, it, do it as unto the Lord and do it with your whole heart. Don't do it with your whole head. Amen? Paul, Paul wrote, and, and he was writing to um, when uh, Onesimus, I think is what he was called, and they were talking about using, he wanted to use him, but he didn't want them to send them to him unless they wanted to. And, and in uh, Philemon 14, he said, but without thy mind, I, without thy mind would I do nothing. In other words, I wouldn't pull him away from you without your, without you wanting to do it. It's a big deal. In other words, I don't want you to clean toilets today unless you want to clean toilets today. Right? I'm so glad I'm not on the grounds team right now. I'd have had to be repenting right now. But you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to grab hands on a mower unless I get my heart right and grab hands on a mower for God. And if God told me to, I would like to think that I would minister to God by mowing the lawn. Right? And don't get me wrong, my flesh do not like to mow, right? But I'm not, uh, my flesh does not decide who I am. The Spirit of God in me decides who I am, and He can do all things through Christ who strengthens Him. I can be, uh, I can be a mower for the glory of God if that's what God tells me to do today, right? But I have to first acknowledge that it's for the Lord, and, and I can't just put on a smile and act like I'm okay with it. I have to be okay with it. Yeah. It's a big deal. And we've got to make it a bigger deal than it is. And when you get up on Sunday morning and you've lost an hour's sleep and you think, man, it's rainy and cloudy and wouldn't this be a good day for my flesh just to lay in bed? And instead, you get up, right? And you say, no, because we go to church on Sunday. You know what you just did? You overrode your flesh that told you who you could be and you got up and were who you are. Amen? And it doesn't matter if your flesh fights you all the way there. You you keep walking in that door. Amen? And then you smile at people and all of a sudden the joy that was already in you starts coming out. Amen? Why? Because you made it as an act of faith. I know this is what I'm supposed to do. Right? And, and we can do that and not sit in church all upset. How much longer is he going to go? Good land. 
If restaurants are going to get so full, I'll have to wait outside. It's raining today, and that's just no good. Huh? Go home and eat. Wait till 2 or 3 o'clock. They clear out by then. (laughs) Serve God first. Put Him first in everything we do. And don't let your flesh decide how you feel. Amen? And, and, and we, get, we get upset with people. And we say, I'm not mad. Leave me alone. I'm not mad. Well, you sure look mad. Right? Your words don't match. Make your words match. Say, you know what? I have the love of God in me. I'm like my father. And he put in me the ability to forgive fully. So I'm not mad. I forgive, right? I don't judge, and I'm merciful. Let's look at those verses. Look at uh, Luke 6. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us today. Whoo! Big Dave got to catch his breath. Luke 6. Let's go down to 638, and then we'll skip back up. Because... This is the end of a sermon. This isn't the beginning. We, we pull this verse out and we use it for money. <laughs> and it works for that. Don't get me wrong. It, it is true. If you give, it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, and running over. But what, what, what are you giving today? Was, was money the only thing you came to church to give? Did, did you give a smile? Did you give your heart? Did you give some time? Did you give some love to your neighbor? Did you, did you come to see somebody you hadn't seen all week? Right? Did you come to hear something from the Lord that you maybe hadn't realized before? Yeah. Amen? Some, something that you could grow in, something that you could come to be. Amen? The, giving is not just this. here. Because first of all, that's not even giving. <laughs> Unless the Lord told you to do it. There's no enablement there, first of all. But he told you to give something today, right? Whether first thing he told you to do was give, give, your, give your time and come to church. This is what we do. We're Christians, right? If you were a chicken, you'd lay eggs. If you're a Christian, you'd come to church, right? It's, it's as good as that. It, it really is biscuits and gravy, right? They, one needs the other, right? And... And without Christians, there wouldn't be a church because the Christians are the church, right? And so they, they, both, got, they both are designed to work together, and it's what we do. And, and we can make thousands of excuses why I don't need to, and you'll still need to. Why? Because that's what we do. It's who we are, right? Now, if you do it because you need to, then you'll have to tweak your heart and do it because you want to, <laughs> Why? Because you're a Christian. You love God. And you want to go around a bunch of people that love God too. And you want to learn more about the God you love so that you can tell people in love about the God you love. Amen? And that's what we do. Giving. It says give and it shall be given to you. What shall be given? Are you giving your children the time of day? Because if you'll give them your time, they'll give you theirs. Huh? Are you giving your spouse <laughs> the honor due them as a husband or a wife? 
Because if you'll give, you know, people always say, well, if they just do this for me, I'd do that for them. No, you wouldn't because that's backwards. That's not how you give. Giving starts with you. (laughs) If everybody thought that, what a different world this would be, wouldn't it? Because everybody wouldn't be waiting for somebody to do something for them so that they could do something. Right? That's why God blessed you first. Because now you can do it. Right? And it says, it says we love Him. Why? Because He first loved us. What do you do? He said, I'm going to give you the love to love me with. Right? He's, he's such a good God. He's doing good things and and He's putting in us things that would allow us to receive pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Did you know the word give, if you look it up in the the Strong's Concordance, within it, it also means receive? We're we're just doing like, so within give is receive. Within give is receive. Within your gift is your answer. Glory to God. But it has to be a gift first. It has to be a gift first. And, and that, that's, that's, where we, that's where we back off of it. But, but we have to realize that God said, God, he, he, Jesus preached this whole message, and we'll just go up a couple verses, just go up to like 35. 35, he said, but love your enemies. That's giving. Huh? That's giving, that's giving beyond your own ability right there. Because you can't love your enemies. What's he doing? He said, I'm going to tell you to do some things that you can't do. Right? And he says, let let me make a list for you. Love your enemies and do good. You can't do this. Lend hoping for nothing again. You can't do this. And and your reward shall be great. And you shall be children of the Most High. Now you can do this. Why? Because if you're children of God, you can do everything he just asked you to do. If you're not a child of God, none of that fits you. Because why? He's kind to the unthankful. What's he saying? You can be just like me. He's saying, I'm not only going to tell you what to do, I'm going to give you the ability. How am I going to give it to you? I'm going to make you my child. I'm going to put me in you and you in me, and everything you think, everything you do is going to be just like I do it. That's what Jesus was. He was in God. God was in him. And he didn't do anything that he didn't hear from God. Why? Because they were one. So his heart was God. God's heart was his. And and they were working together at all times. And that's what God said. He said, I'm going to make you my child so that we're working together in unison, in sync at all times. We're in agreement. Forgiveness. Mercy. Right? You can do this. Why? You're my child. People that don't know God... They're not merciful. They can act like they are, but they're not. Because the mercy of God, it starts where ours ends. It's just starting where our mercy ended. Lord, I think I've been merciful enough. I've put up with what they're doing nigh on 40 years now. I don't got to do it no more. God puts up with it forever. Right? And he'll, he'll hope and trust and believe that you'll change and, and take the opportunity to enable to use the enablements He's put in you to not do that anymore every day because that's what love does. It never quits on you. Amen? That's what it does. And, and, that's, and, and that's what God puts in us to do. It says in 1 John 3, what is 1 John 3, 1? Put that up there. 1 John 3, 1. It says, Behold what manner of love 
the Father has bestowed upon us. The word bestowed upon means to give, to minister to. What manner of love has the Father ministered to us that we should be called sons of God? What's he saying? He's put, I'm going to minister this love to you so that you can be called son and do what I do. Because look what he says after. He said, you'll be called sons, therefore the world won't know you. Why? Because you're now a son of God. You're doing things that they can't do. You're having mercy when you shouldn't have mercy. You're not judging when you should be judging. You're not getting upset and unforgiving. You're, you're walking in a love that they can't even realize. They can't even realize it, and they know you not. Why? Because they didn't know him. Jesus walked in that love, and they said, even his own people looked at him and said, you ain't God. And he was the very essence and image of the Father God. Everything he did, he did, at, he did through God on this earth. And then he, he left us the ability, to all those who believe, to become the rights to become the sons of God. And because we can become that, we can now do these things through this love that's been bestowed upon us. This love's been, been given to us. It's been ministered to us. God ministered his love to you and me so that we could be love when we walked out of these, when we walked out of, into the world. We could be love when we're in our homes. We could be love while we're at our business. We could be love in every situation. And, and love forgives, right? Love causes success everywhere it goes. Love is always looking for the best in others. Love never keeps a record of wrongs done to it. Right? It doesn't have the little record. But, oh, them? Uh, 1972, they messed with me. <laughs> Check them off my list. I needed help in 1984. Not, you didn't. Right? Love doesn't do that. When it sees somebody that heard it years ago, it gives them, oh, I'm glad to see you. How are you doing? Let me tell you about what God's doing in my life right now. It's excited about today, not looking at tomorrow, knowing that the future is grand. Amen? Well, we ain't got no verses yet. Well, we're doing so good. He gives us the ability to love. He gives us the ability to, to have mercy and, 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 not be conde- and not condemn. Isn't that so good that we can, we can look at a situation and instead of saying they're going to hell, say, say it a different way. You'll say it like God said it. <clears throat> they're going to hell. I, I've done better for them. Be concerned. When somebody says they, they left the earth today, your first question is what what'd they have? It's did they know Jesus? Because, you know, leaving the earth ain't a big deal if you know Jesus, right? But if you don't know Jesus, huge deal, right? If somebody is in the hospital and they say, we don't know if they're going to make it, your first question didn't be, oh, let's pray for healing. Let's pray for them to know Jesus because then healing is there, right? Need Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is the most important thing. In, 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 that's, what, that's why we can be called children of the Most High. Amen? And do things that we couldn't do before. Look at 2 Corinthians 9. No, we're not going to take up another offering. Right? But too many times 
we're giving to prove we're a giver or to make ourselves a giver. And, and that's not. If you're a giver, that's just what you do. If you're a dog, you bark. Right? You, my dog has never said, I'll prove you a dog. I'm going to bark right now. <laughs> Barking is not proof that you're a dog. Right? You're a dog, so you bark. You're not trying to prove it. We are the children of the Most High. We don't have to love to prove we're His children. We love because we're His children. We give because we're the children of the original giver. Amen? And, and, and we're not, we give because we're givers. Amen? And, and we don't just give money. Anything we do, we minister it in love to whoever or whatever we're doing. Amen? If it's serving in the church, then we do it as a ministry unto God and unto the, unto the church, unto the people that we're working with. It's a ministry. We're there to minister the love of God in the bathrooms as we clean them. We're there to minister the love of God to, to the people as we greet them. We're there to open a door and minister the love of God as we work with them in the parking lot. We're a minister, right? And that's our gift that we're giving. You're not doing it because you have to. And if you are, there's no gift. No gift. Amen? Did I say go to 2 Corinthians 9? 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. Verse 6, of course, says, He that sows sparingly reaps sparingly. That's a heart, not an amount. Right? You could, you could do everything on the clean team. I use the clean team because they're the most seen right today. But you could do anything on the usher team or any other team. But if you do it with a grudging, sparing heart, then it has a grudging, sparing harvest. Amen? It's a heart, not an amount. Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give. So let him give in this, in this situation means let him excel. So let him excel above and beyond. It, it, it goes right along with the same verse where it says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you think or ask. When he says, when we begin to purpose the things of God in our heart and desire to give for the reason he desires to give, we become exceeding abundant givers. Amen? We're no longer giving out of, out of necessity or out of grudging or because it's offering time or any other reason. We're giving because we love the Lord, we love the people we're giving to, and now we're excelling in the grace of giving. Right? Whether it's a dollar amount or whether it's time, if it's with your kids, you should excel in giving to your kids, giving them time, giving them effort, giving them your love, giving them your wisdom. We should excel in those areas, even when they don't want to hear it. Right? I spent hours in my daughter's floor not saying a word, waiting for her to say a word. I spent hours in some of the kids that stayed in our house. We had some that lived with us. And they come home mad, and they didn't know why they were mad. So I was helping them to find out why they were mad. Not my job to tell them why they're mad. My job to listen to why they're mad. Right? To get them to see that they're mad for the wrong reason, and they don't have to be mad, but they could be glad. But I don't, if, you, if, you, if I preach to them, they can't hear that because that's what they expected in the first place. 
But if I would sit there with them, hmm? I might even get to talking about something else. Yeah, I saw that the other day. What would you think of that? Maybe just get them talking about it. I don't know. I don't remember. It's, it, it was hours, literally. I'd just sit up against the wall. And I'd say, how's it going? Talk to me. And then I'd sit there for 30 minutes. So what do you think now? I don't know how many I don't know how many times I did it. But that's what God led me to do. Why? Because that was love at that point in time. Yeah. Love wouldn't have been, okay, get up, let's go to church. You obviously need to learn a little more about Jesus, and you can be a better person than that. Yeah. And then they say, well, if that's what it is, I never want to go there. Yeah, exactly. And they run as hard as they can from that God because that's not the God. The God would give you an enablement as a parent to do what it takes. And it doesn't mean they're still always going to make the wrong, right decisions. And it's not your fault. Sometimes kids just make stupid decisions. Even with all the right ingredients. Right? I had really great ingredients. And I made so many stupid decisions, it was unbelievable. I'd listen to wisdom, know it was wisdom, and then go do the exact opposite of what I listened to. Right? But I had the wisdom. And I, at least I had the wisdom to know I was stupid. <laughs> One day it helped me finally. <laughs> God's so good to us. Amen? Every man, according to how he purposed in his heart, that implies a purpose for giving. A proposed, in other words, before you decided to give, you were a giver. Right? You weren't working it up and saying, okay, um, what would make me look like a giver? No, you were already a giver, so all of a sudden this number comes up, and you're like, okay. Or all of a sudden this person comes to mind, or all of a sudden, you know what, maybe I should be on the parking lot team. Or all of a sudden, you know, I wonder how they're doing. Do you ever just have people come across your mind during the day? Pray for them. It's not an accident. If you have the love of God in you, he'll bring people across your mind all day long. Right? I know both the Moors, I'll be sitting around, all of a sudden I'll get a call and they'll say, you seen this person lately? I say, "Mm, yeah, I saw him, talked to him. They go, no, you didn't talk to him enough. Go talk to him. Right? Right? This is is good. It's the love of God working through your leaders. Amen? I mean, I, I talked to Mrs. Moore for probably an hour about this message. And this is why this message... it was on her heart like it's on mine. Because we don't want to play church, right? I don't want me to play church. I don't want y'all to play church. I want you to have the goodness of God. I want me to have the goodness of God. And and I want the goodness and and the prosperity of the Lord working in and through me So so that that infinite gift that he gave me, I can now give to someone else and show them that they can have that infinite gift just like me and, and begin to do those same things. And, and this, is, this is what we're looking for. And, and we don't play it. We don't act it. We are it. Amen? I don't give because it's time to give. I give because I just can't help myself. Right? Same reason your dog barks. You go out there, what are you barking at? They're, they're looking at a tree. There's not a squirrel. There's not, they're just barking. Why? They're a dog. People say, you stop somewhere and you hand somebody something and you're with three other people. They say, what did you do that for? I'm a giver. Right? 
God was using me for a minute. Glory to God. What a good thing. Right? Every man according that he's purposed in his heart, so let him give. So let him excel above and beyond in giving. Glory to God. And why? Because he doesn't give grudgingly. He doesn't want to give a necessity. Because why? He doesn't even say that's a bad giver. You notice that? You could say not, not grudgingly or of necessity because that's a bad giver. Why? Because it's not a giver at all. Grudgingly of necessity, do not count in the giver class. No gift. You cannot minister grudgingly, right, or of necessity. Keith, you need healing. Take it. Come on. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Unless God told you to do that, that ain't going to work at all. Right? But if God tells you to do it, he'll show you how to do it. And he, you already have everything in you to do it. Amen? And, and you'll, you'll minister the gift to the person that's to receive it. And when you minister in love, then it's received in love and results are immediate. Amen? Glory to God. Even, even if their body doesn't change, they'll receive it. And they'll know it's truth. And it'll begin to make them free. Every time the devil says, no, that's not going to work for you, say, no, it's going to work. It's working right now. It doesn't have to going to work. It already worked. We're not going to have any going to work. It is working. Amen? Glory to God. Whoo, baby. Not grudgingly of necessity for what? God loves a cheerful giver. And this isn't just somebody that gives money cheerfully. It's somebody that gives everything they do unto the Lord, and they give it cheerfully, glad to do it, prompt, right? They don't say, oh, I've got a lot going on today. No, you don't have a lot going on today because your first thing is God, right? When God's first and you got something to do for God, guess what's first? Amen? And people say, well, you know, what about this? What about this? God will make it work out if we'll put him first. When I put him first, things in my business began to work out. And why? Because I wasn't there anymore. But <laughs> leads me to believe I was the problem. Right? I was the problem. I'm saying right way too much. Stop that. I was the problem. So God said, let me tell you what you need to do to prosper. You need to go minister to others. He told me the same thing that he told the rich young ruler. I need you to go give. I need you to give your time. I need you to give what's in you. I need you to give to these kids. I need you to give to these adults. I need you to give me all that you are and let me use you to minister to others. And when I did that, I wasn't there, and he took care of there. Right? There it is again. Stop that. (laughs) Stop that, right? Yes. Glory to God. When, when we allow his prosperity and the things of God to work in us, then they'll work through us. And when they work through us, then they'll help others. That's all God does is help other people. He, he is always, he, that, I mean, what, what could help you more than forgiveness? It took you out of hell. Right? What could help you more than mercy? We all need it every day. That's why it's new every day. Because if it wasn't, we'd wear it out. Right? But God's mercy is new every day. Glory to God. 
And, and, and th- these are the things he's asking you. He's not, he's not asking, he's telling you, be merciful. Be kind, right? There it is again. Let me stop there, right? Right? There you go. We're going to stop that. Those are things that we are because of who he's made us to be. And he's saying, don't act like this, be this. Don't act like a Christian, be like Christ. Don't, don't act like a churchy person, be in church. Why? Because you're a Christian. That's where you ought to be. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Let's go to Ephesians 4 and we'll close with that. I don't know how because it's in the middle of my sermon, but that's where we're closing. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'll get it. We're not going to say that all the time. Ephesians, we don't have to say it because he is. Amen. That's right. (laughs) Ephesians 4.29. Let no, cor- no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good, useful, beneficial, valuable. Why, why does he say that? Because that's how he talks. When God says something, he doesn't just talk. God never just talks. Everything he says, you know, the more I look at the word, I'll start, I'll start, I'll look at one word and I'll go to the, the concordance and I'll break it down. And then I look and I'm like, well, I need the word next to it to make that word. And next thing I know, I've got the Amplified Bible written out in my notes. Right? Why? Because his word is so vast and so infinite that, that you cannot exhaust it if you'll just keep looking at it. And, and he doesn't just say things. He says things that matter. And, and they're useful and they're, be, they're of benefit to you. And they're of benefit to anybody that will hear them. And he's saying, I don't want you to say things that don't benefit people. Right. Amen? I want everything you say to be beneficial to the very person you're talking to. Well, how do you do that? Love. If you speak only in love, through love, by love, you will always say beneficial words to the person you're talking to. And it will edify or bring grace to the hearer, amen? It says, at the rest of that verse, it says, that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister, same word, forgive, that it may give grace. In other words, it may enable the hearer to receive grace. It may enable the hearer to receive from God and change. The, the things we say should always enable somebody to do something they didn't think they could do right before you were talking to them. If they say, I just don't know if I'm going to make it, say, you are going to make it. We've prayed. We have a God that's faithful, just like Susan said. He's faithful yesterday. He's faithful tomorrow, and he's faithful right now. And we have a faithful God, and you are going to make it. And we're going to trust him together. And everything you said, it's not corrupt. It's incorruptible now. When you don't speak corrupt words, you speak incorruptible words. And when you speak incorruptible words, those words are good forever. Not one word that God's ever said is going away. Because why? It's incorruptible. And when we speak that same way from the love of God, from the heart of God, the very words we say will only build up, they will only produce, they will never destroy, and they will bring forth a good harvest to where you sent them. Just like His. Glory to God. So we're not speaking ill of our neighbor. We're speaking good. We're speaking things that are going to build them up. 
We're speaking things that are going to bring them to a better place. We're going to, we leave this place and we know how valuable and of benefit our words are. So when we walk into the restaurant, we look at who we're speaking to and we speak to them in the love that God spoke to us in and we change the atmosphere, the very atmosphere of everywhere we are. Glory to God. He's doing good things for us. He, he's given us abilities inside of ourselves through Christ, through the, through, through the redemptive work of Christ in us, that we can do things where the world will not recognize us. He's bestowed on us such a love, a manner of love. It's a manner. What is a manner? It's how you do things. What's your mannerisms? Right? He twitches this way every now. It's just a manner. Right? right? If you have the mannerisms of God... You just love. Well, what do you, what's he doing there? He's, he's going to love. I can tell. Remember what that's what they said when he was going to heal? Look at Jesus. He's going to heal him. Yeah. Why? Because it's his mannerism. It's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> that's the manner of love that was bestowed upon him by the Father, and he went about doing good and healing all those that are oppressed of the devil. Why? Because he's a good God. He's a good Jesus, and we serve him. Amen? Stand at your feet. I don't know where this could end, so we better stand up. Thank you.